excerpt of the fourth movement of Chicago Moves by composer David Sampson, a piece that he wrote for the Gaudetti Brass Quintet, who we heard performing there. That movement is called Lakeshore Drive, and it's part of a piece that is a musical portrait of Chicago. I feel you can really hear that in the music. The composer talks about driving down Lakeshore Drive, seeing the skyscrapers in the distance, the lake on your left side, the wind in your hair. All of that is implicit in the music. The whole piece, Chicago Moves, is a musical portrait of the city of Chicago. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead. I'm calling today's program Cityscapes. I was thinking a lot about composers of yesteryear, whether it be Vaughn Williams out in the English countryside, Mendelssohn with the Hebrides Overture, Bartok in the Hills of Hungary, composers who were inspired to write beautiful music because of nature, because of rural settings. And I thought, well, you know, more and more people are moving into cities, living in urban environments. How are the sometimes jangly, (laughs) clangorous sounds of the city inspiring composers? There's so many different sounds, not least of which, of course, is other kinds of music that you hear when you walk down the street. So on today's program, we'll listen to a lot of music by modern-day composers who are inspired by the urban environment. We had a piece there inspired by Lakeshore Drive. I'm going to have another piece now inspired or perhaps a reaction towards driving. This piece is called Road Rage. If you think of the urban environment, you think right away of traffic, of course, cars congested, stuck in traffic. This is one of the downsides, I think, of the urban environment. This is a fun piece, though. It's only two minutes long. It's scored for horn, bassoon, and cello. It starts off with kind of a mild altercation that escalates from there. Let's have a listen to Neoteric perform Road Rage by Bernard Hoffer. Thank you. 
fun short piece called Road Rage by Bernard Hoffer. Starts off amicably enough, I guess, maybe a little bit of irritation present, but it escalates rather quickly, all in two minutes. Leaves the listener, I think, wondering what happens next. We definitely hear the sounds of a fender bender there at the end, which I think is very interesting considering that it scored for horn, bassoon, and cello to get that sound at the end. He's done a great job. Road Rage by Bernard Hoffer. Performance was by Neoteric. The theme of today's program is cityscapes, featuring composers inspired by the urban environment. I tried to get as creative with my research as I could. Some of the pieces are an homage to a specific city, but many other pieces are inspired by the sounds you might hear in the city, even advertising you might see, conversations you might overhear. I try to think of every aspect of the urban environment that I could. Next up is a piece called Winter 7 by composer David DeVasto. It's inspired by poetry by Lance Wilcox, and I'm going to play two movements. The first is called Sudden. I think it's a quite moving depiction of something we're almost all familiar with, which is when you're in a city and everything's fine, everybody's going about their business, and all of a sudden there's an accident and everybody's a little bit panicked and not quite sure what to do next. After that, I'm going to play the movement London 1661. Here we have a depiction of an urban environment, well, the ultimate urban environment in many ways, in the 17th century London. Of course, we think of rats, we think of dirt, we think of the plague, overcrowded streets. All of these things are wonderfully depicted. Here are members of the Elmhurst College Chamber Singers, with Scott Udenberg Baritone, Ginny Brown Flute, Ben Weber Viola, and Soyoung Ki Piano, all conducted by the composer himself, David DeVasto, performing two songs from Winter 7, Sudden and London, 1661.
What a theatrical depiction of this poetry by Lance Wilcox. We have this idea of a sudden accident in the city. Everybody's kind of panicking, not sure how to react. Has anybody called an ambulance? What do we do? And then this kind of claustrophobic depiction of London in the 17th century. Two movements from Winter 7 by David DeVasto, who also conducted the ensemble, which is comprised of the Elmhurst College Chamber Singers, Scott Udenberg Baritone, Jenny Brown Flute, Ben Weber Viola, and Soyoung Ki Piano. The next piece I want to feature is called Urban Sketches. Okay, that sounds right in a show about cityscapes, urban sketches, of course. Yet I found this piece to be very, very interesting. When I first was researching the show, I was thinking cityscapes, this will be hurried, frenzied, modern life depictions in the city. And you think of maybe an American in Paris, who's writing music like that today? Or of course, I thought of Woody Allen movies, his depictions of Manhattan, those jazz-soaked scores that are so wonderful. I think when we think of cityscapes, we have a particular city in mind or a particular sound. And yet with this piece, Urban Sketches, it's quite different. The piece is scored for piano trio and electronics. Electronics are recordings from the city. So we're going to hear some rap music. We're going to hear some R&B. We're going to hear things that you hear in the city, conversations, people, traffic, all of that stuff. Yet it's a leisurely stroll through this urban environment. It's not at all frenzied, not at all rushed. I really enjoyed listening to this piece. I'm so glad that I found it and can share it with our listeners. Here's Urban Sketches by Chiayu. Again, piano trio and electronics. We're going to hear members of the Curtis Institute of Music performing.
modern stroll through the urban environment. I love that piece. I think it's a fantastic piece. It develops in its own timetable. It does not go where you think it's going to go. It takes its time. And all of those little elements we hear from the city in the electronics, it's just part of what you would hear if you were casually strolling down the street through several different neighborhoods. You can almost hear when you leave a particular neighborhood and enter another. That's a musical depiction of a stroll down the streets of New York City by Chiayu. The piece is called Urban Sketches. We heard members of the Curtis Institute of Music performing. The next piece I want to play is called Brady Street. It's from a larger work called Streets and Bridges by Joseph Koikar, who grew up in the Milwaukee area and has written this piece inspired by all the sounds he heard when he was growing up there as a boy. He says about this piece that Brady Street was a colorful working-class neighborhood during my youth with a strong Italian ethnicity, which morphed into the city's center of the counterculture movement by the late 1960s. Let's see if we can hear that change in the piece. Here is Brady Street from Streets and Bridges by Joseph Koikar, performed by Jerry May G. Estolfi, piano. Thank you. 
short solo piano piece called Brady Street from a larger work called Streets and Bridges by Joseph Koikar. It's just music that evokes Milwaukee. The composer spent his life in Milwaukee. He grew up there. He knows the sounds very intimately. But Milwaukee is also a city that has gone through extreme changes over the last 30, 40 years. And that piece, Brady Street, depicts the change of one street from a essentially working-class neighborhood into really the center of the counterculture movement. That's quite a change within one person's lifetime. Great depiction by Joseph Koikar of Milwaukee. The performance there on piano was by Jerry May G. Estolfi. You are listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My theme on today's show is cityscapes, music inspired by the urban environment. How are cities inspiring modern-day composers in their music? To subscribe to our podcast or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit relevanttones.com. Today's theme is Cityscapes on Relevant Tones. I'm featuring music by composers inspired by the urban environment. I really think this is more and more composers, although really, when you think about it, composers have almost always lived in cities. They need to be near highly trained musicians who get their training in universities, which tend to be in urban environments. And yet, in the past, composers would flee this urban environment. Mahler would go to nature for inspiration. Beethoven would take walks in nature. All these composers would go out into the rural countryside to find inspiration. And now, now we have these intrepid composers actually going into their own backyards, so to speak, the cities where they were born, the cities where they live, to find inspiration. I find that to be a very fascinating sea shift in how composers get inspired for their music. Researching the program was quite interesting. I found so many wonderful ways that composers were inspired by cities. The next piece I want to play is called Cityscape, which, as you may guess is how I got the title of the show today. It's by Patricia Moorhead, who incidentally was one of my composition teachers. This was recorded by the Kiev Philharmonic on the Masterworks of the New Era series, Volume 11. This is a fantastic series recording orchestra music by living composers, a very valuable service indeed. The piece is a musical depiction of the city of Chicago for orchestra. Let's have a listen. Here is Robert Ian Winston conducting the Kiev Philharmonic in Cityscape by Patricia Moorhead.
it's a musical depiction of the city of Chicago by composer Patricia Moorhead. The piece is called Cityscape. Here, though, it's not one particular locale like Lakeshore Drive, which I opened the program with. Here, her idea was that the city of Chicago has these wonderful skyscrapers, this incredible architecture, specifically something like the Hancock Building, where the infrastructure of the building is actually on the outside, giving it this incredible squat, muscular feel to it. So there's this strength inherent in the music, depicted in the music, but there's also this idea that she's fascinated by of the shadows that the skyscrapers cast over the city, and she wanted to depict that in the music as well. We heard Robert Ian Winston leading the Kiev Philharmonic in Cityscape by Patricia Moorhead. Well, the next piece might be a bit of a stretch, but bear with me because it's a great piece, and it's, well, it's an interesting idea. The piece is called Mulitash Stomp, by the great clarinetist and composer Derek Burmel. I'm going to read his notes for the piece. He says, Mulatosh Stomp was written for the Broadview Trio in 1991 when I was a student in Ann Arbor. While I was working on the piece, my teacher, William Albright, mentioned that he had once spent a wild evening at an all-night Mulatosh, and the idea stuck in my mind. Having never been to a true Mulatosh, I called my second-hand piece Mulatosh and wove a techno rhythm into the mix for some added American late-night spice. A mulatas in Hungary is kind of an all-night music party. So here we have this idea of a all-night music party in Hungary and then in the United States with the techno mix of the late-night dance club. Definitely an urban environment, uh, but more inside the clubs or inside a party. Here's the composer himself, Derek Burmel, joined by Christopher Taylor and Helene Hulst to perform Mulatas Stomp.
of styles. What a mix of different kinds of music we have going on there. Mulatash Stomp by Derek Bermel. It's a late night Hungarian dance party by way of a late night dance club in the United States. Uh, Definitely depicting indoors in the urban environment, late night indoors. We heard the composer himself performing with Christopher Taylor and Helene Hulst, Mulatash Stomp. On today's program, I'm featuring music inspired by the urban environment by a variety of different contemporary composers. So many different ways, too, that cities have inspired these composers. We're not just hearing streetscapes or ambulances or all the sounds that you think of. We're hearing a lot of different things, late night clubs, uh, a city even hundreds of years ago, all kinds of different ways that composers are inspired by thinking about the urban environment. Let's move now from the late night club, possibly in Hungary, possibly in the United States, to South Beach, Miami. This is a piece by Michael Twerky for 10 grand pianos, which I know sounds like it would be an absolute mess. <laughs> and yet, Twerky has always been a composer who has thought big, and he's generally been a composer able to pull it off. The piece is called Miami Grands, referring, of course, to the 10 grand pianos. Each movement is a different aspect of Miami. 
and South Beach at midnight. Well, you can just imagine what a raucous affair that is. Here is the Miami Piano Circle. This is South Beach, Midnight, from Miami Grands by Michael Torkey.
are several composers today writing music for six grand pianos, but here Michael Twerky has upped them all. He's writing for 10 grand pianos. It's actually kind of hard to hear that it's 10 pianos, though. The pianists do a wonderful job. That was the Miami Piano Circle, and they were performing a piece called South Beach Midnight from Miami Grands, music inspired by the urban environment of Miami. So here we are not in New York, we are not in Chicago, we are not in what you think of as a typical urban environment. And yet, of course, Miami is a very populous city, a very diverse city, a city that could easily inspire a composer like Michael Torkey. One recurrent problem with the modern environment is always transportation. How do we get around? We think, of course, of trains, buses, taxis, Uber, whatever you use to get across large distances within the city. But even just walking down the sidewalk can often be a challenge. Here's a piece that depicts just that. It's called Street Song. It's by composer Diane Jones. Her idea here is to depict a bustling city sidewalk so busy that you're having to jockey just for a little bit of space on the sidewalk as you try to make your way to lunch or to work or wherever it is that you're going. Here's Trio Casals to perform Street Song by Diane Jones. That's music by Diane Jones. It's called Street Song. And although it's called Street Song, it's not depicting the street. It's actually depicting the sidewalk, a bustling, overflowing sidewalk, so crammed with pedestrians that it's hard to even move. And she's done a wonderful job of depicting that. It's scored for violin, cello, and piano. And we heard Trio Casals performing. 
I have time for one more piece on the program today, and I've chosen a musical depiction of the city of Los Angeles. But what an interesting conundrum the city of Los Angeles presents to the composer. Should you try and depict the actual Los Angeles, the bustling traffic, the highway system? Should you try and depict the detective fiction, Los Angeles of Raymond Chandler, James Ellison, or the Los Angeles of the movies, which is perhaps the best known Los Angeles? actually reminds me of the movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, and that very famous quote in which Maxwell Scott says, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Well, that's exactly what John Adams has decided to do. He's depicting here the legendary Los Angeles, the Los Angeles of noir films. The piece is called City Noir. We're going to hear an excerpt of the first movement, The City and Its Double. Here is David Robertson leading the St. Louis Symphony in John Adams's musical depiction of Los Angeles. all the time we have today for our musical exploration of cityscapes. Music by composers inspired by the sounds in their own backyards, so to speak, if they're lucky enough to have a backyard. I do find it fascinating, though, to see this kind of sea change with composers where they at one time were going out into nature to seek inspiration, and now they're finding inspiration from the sounds of the cities in which they live. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to Christina Elsner. You can find us as a podcast on iTunes, and for more information about the program and the artists we've featured, and for streaming versions of all previous episodes, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible in part by the generous support of GCM Grosvenor, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, the Amphion Foundation, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, Art Works. I'm Seth Bostead, and this 